0: You're listening to the Ignite Sessions podcast, hosted by Virginia Tech Chi Alpha. Our hope for this podcast is to encourage listeners to pursue God's kingdom and His righteousness. We hope you're blessed by today's episode.
1: And so this morning we have uh, the honor and the privilege of hearing from some alumni, some of our very own family, and... uh, and I love, I love these two. I, I know Jackson is going to be the one that's speaking, but Becca's in the room as well. And these two just carry just such a, just a, such a heart and a passion for a revival and for the heartbeat of God. And this David type thing burns in them, um, just to to worship God day and night and to know Him. And it's really been a part of their life from from the beginning, right? Uh, I remember when Jackson was a freshman, and the intensity of passion of like needing to feel god 's presence was so <laughs> I mean he would come up to me and be like, i don't feel his presence, I don 't feel his presence I'm, it's okay, it's okay it's bigger than feeling. you know we walk through those moments together, but but I loved it because since that moment it's just been a pursuit of his life, and you can't deny that if you know him, that he's just one that is just a laid-down lover of God, and he just wants to see his glory and to be in his presence. And so these two, you know, if you're brand new to Chi Alpha, they were uh, on staff with us uh, last year, and they moved to Dallas, where they now are a part of the upper room. And they helped spearhead, really, like, they, they were a part of our prayer team last year, and and I just thought it would be right, right, to, to bring Jackson and Becca in and Uh, for our three-day prayer meeting and and let them have an opportunity to share what God has been stirring in their heart and from this place that they're giving their life to. Amen? And just like I talked about last night, David just has been someone who has come and imparted, and we see prayer meetings begin to, to well up. I believe there's something special that's coming for this morning and tomorrow morning because Jackson is one of us, right? Like, David is is a brother in the Lord, and he runs with Fredericksburg preference. but Jackson has an inside beat on what it's like more than maybe anybody else because he was in your shoes, right? He lived your life and and knows what it's exactly like to be at Virginia Tech pursuing Jesus in the midst of all the other things that are being thrown at you. So, um, like I said, super excited to hear from him. Could we give it up for Jackson? He's a He's a brother, a friend, and a son, all in one. So, love you, man. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Lord.
0: I'm so grateful to be here today. Um, it's, it's an honor to speak anytime you get to speak and, and proclaim the Word of God. Um, it's an honor every time. But I'm so grateful to be here with family. And uh, I, I feel like there's double honor to, to be invited back. Um, if I'm just part of the staff team, it's kind of like, well, we'll get... Um, this guy, Jackson, to preach, but, but the fact that you guys have asked is, is just, I'm honored. I'm so grateful. Um, I, I do want to take a moment to just acknowledge Anthony and Michelle. You guys are um, legends um, in my life, but, but I, I would say at large. I would say, like, definitionally, you guys are legends. Uh, Anthony, Michelle, um, Anthony, you taught me to dream. You taught me to dream. Like, your faith is audacious, and I remember coming into college and um, just, just the dreams that you have, the things that now I, I, I talk about, the things that I want to see in God, I first saw in you, that you'd say, this is too small a thing. 30,000 is too small a thing. I remember hearing that as, as a freshman, as a sophomore and being like, could it be true? You know, could it be true? And just the way that you've lived your life, man, it's, it's been evidence that, that our God is big. And I'm just so grateful for, for just your audacious faith. You taught me values. You've taught me to, to lay down my life. You've taught me to pursue things that are unseen. For the things that are seen, they're transient. But the things that are unseen, they're eternal. You gave me, you gave me a way to orient my life. I'm so grateful for you. Michelle, you taught me. You taught me to pray. You've taught me the word. Um, you taught me how to disciple. I'm so grateful for the window that you guys have given uh, me and Rebecca into, into your life. Uh, we're forever marked because of um, the, the inconvenient moments that you still let us into. The, the late nights that you didn't need, to, we didn't need to be over there. You guys probably, you know, should have, should have been, you know, kicking us out. And yet you let us stay and, and be part of your life. Saturday mornings you opened up. Man, the, the days that I had in public accounting, um, I, I might share about it. I graduated, I worked in accounting. Man, you guys set me up for success. And, and it's not just me. I believe that, that in, in five, ten years you hear the same thing from others. And I know that you're hearing the same things. And I'm just so honored to be here. Um, You guys are amazing, and I just, I love you guys. I love you guys so dearly. To the rest of the the VTXA staff, man, you guys, you guys are awesome, too. Um, But I attribute, I attribute, I attribute, I I really do attribute, like, like, you guys have sown seeds, and you've watered, and God's given growth, and so, um, yeah, you guys are awesome, too. Yeah. Hey, today, I'm I'm here um, again super grateful. I'm here as a son, son of the house. Um, this is home. Man, when Rebecca and I touched down, we, we landed midnight Wednesday, and it was like so refreshing to be on 81. But we, we moved to Dallas, if you didn't catch that. So we're in the city now, and it's just so refreshing to be back in the country. And oh man, it's so good to be here with you guys. And so I feel like I'm with family. Uh, I feel like a son in this house. Um, and so that's, that's the passion that I'm coming in with today, just as a son, just to speak to you guys, uh, just with some authenticity. Um, but I will also give a disclaimer. I'm also here as a salesman. I'm here to recruit you. Make, make yeah, yeah, like, like, let's make this thing clear. I'm here to recruit you into a life of fullness with God. There is a generation, I believe that God is raising up a generation that's going to pursue fullness The book of Malachi says that from the rising of the sun to its setting, my name will be great among the nations. And in every place, incense will be offered to my name, a pure offering. For my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. Before that, though, he says, Oh, that there were one among you who would shut the doors and would not kindle fire on my altar in vain. In those days, they were giving offering in pretense they're running through motions but I believe that God is raising up a generation that before he pours out his glory will say we're not doing this thing in vain we're not doing this thing in pretense we're going to have purity of heart we're going to have clean hands and I believe that this is your generation if you're in Gen Z I believe that God is marking your generation to have clean hands and a pure heart you will be the ones who ascend the hill of the Lord and I'm simply here to recruit I'm simply here to recruit and so I'm so grateful for what God is doing on the earth Gen Z, you guys have known anxiety, you guys have known depression, you guys have encountered things up front, you guys have been exposed to things far sooner than I think any other generation. And so there's a real weight on you guys. I want to acknowledge that. But I also want to acknowledge that as the Lord comes in and he cuts that cord, I really believe you guys are going to be released like a slingshot and that we're going to see a harvest reaped in faster than we've ever seen before. I believe it because there's going to be burning ones who who have tasted and seen and they're not going to be running in pretense. And so I'm excited for what the Lord is doing, and I'm excited for what I get to be a part of these next two days. Um, my hope is to provoke. My hope is to give you guys permission. And so uh, the Bible in, in, in Romans, we're going we're gonna to take um, two, two pieces of Scripture, and we're going to kind of build off of them today. Uh, the Bible in Romans, Romans chapter 5, it says that, uh, Therefore, since we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, and and we also have obtained access by faith into the grace in which we now stand. We've been justified by faith, we have peace, and we have access. The book of Hebrews, it says, since we have a great high priest, let us draw near with confidence. Um, so there are two things that, that happen as a result of the gospel. We have access and and we have we have confidence. And and today I want to talk about that. I want to I want to talk about confidence to enter. There's something that Jesus has done. And, and a byproduct of, of what he's done is, is that it leaves us feeling with confidence. Um, so that's what I want, right? But I don't want to just talk about feelings. I want to first look at the back end of it. You know, me feeling my teeth feel clean, um, that's because something happened. I, I, I brushed them. Right, man? Uh, my soul feeling clean is because something happened. I've been washed, Right? And so there's, there's something that's happening. I want us to land in that side of confident. I want us to land on that side of clean. But first, I feel like I need to give some definitions, and then we'll talk about how to apply it, and, and we'll go from there. And so if you guys have your Bibles, we're going to be in the book of Hebrews. Come on, baby. Yes, sir. As you guys turn there, give you guys some context of the book of Hebrews. Hebrews is, man, it's a deep book. Um, when I came to college as a freshman, I only knew a handful of verses, and there was one verse in Hebrews that I liked. So my Bible study leader, he asked me, what's my favorite book, the Bible? I said, Hebrews. Well, two years later, when I actually read it, I was like, oh, my, I don't know any, what is this guy saying? You know, it was like phew, over my head. Um, but as I've spent time in this book, man, it has, it has become an anchor, an anchor to my faith. Hebrews is written to <clears throat> A group of Hebrews. Uh, uh, <laughs> it was written presumably during uh, maybe the reign of Nero. That there was, there was a certain period of time in which there was intense persecution breaking out against those of the faith. Specifically, uh, anyone who, who was Christian and there were these Jewish believers who they'd made a decision to follow Christ. But now they're finding themselves just under intense persecution. And they start asking themselves, man, um, under Moses, I mean, it wasn't great, but... It wasn't this bad. What if we go back? Like, what if we go back to Moses and the writer of Hebrews, he goes through, and I call it a pound-for-pound exposition of how Jesus is greater, greater than angels, greater than the patriarchs of the faith, greater priesthood, greater offering. He's greater. It all counts. He's greater. And where we're going to pick up today is Hebrews chapter 7. As we talk about this thing of confidence, I do want to lay out three things that we're going to look at. We're going to talk about who gives us confidence, what gives us confidence, and, and how we have confidence. So we're going to talk about the who, the what, and the how. The who, what, and the how. And so um, we're going to go through and we're going to, we're going to compare with the, with the author of Hebrews, the new and the old. So if you guys are at Hebrews chapter 7, we're going to be in Hebrews 7, 18. All right, this is talking about the priesthood. The writer says, For on the one hand, when Christ appeared... This is from the one hand, looking at the priesthood, a former commandment is set aside when Jesus appears. A former commandment is set aside because of its weakness and its uselessness. For the law made nothing perfect, but on the other hand, a better hope is introduced through which we draw near to God. Jesus' priesthood, it was not without an oath. For those who formerly became priests were made such without an oath, but this one was made a priest with an oath by the one who swore to him and said, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You're a priest forever. This makes Jesus the guarantor of a better covenant. The former priests were many in number because they were prevented by death from continuing in office, but he holds his priesthood permanently because he continues forever. Consequently, he's able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. The first thing I want to look at is the who. Who gives us confidence? And this is Jesus, our great high priest. The author right here, he's saying, um, you've had, you've had uh, many of these things, but now you have one that's better. You've had uh, many, many priests, but you've had no guarantees. You've had priests who were many in number. You've had uh, many in number, but none have continued forever. You've had priests, but none of them have been able to save to the uttermost. But now one appears, but this one, only one, this one, he is the one by which a better hope is introduced. He's the one who continues forever. He's the one who is a guarantor of a better covenant. He's the one who was uh, sworn in with an oath. He's better. This is our who. Jesus, our great high priest. Amen. Let's go to Hebrews 9. I'm laying out definitions. So high level, Hebrews 7. Great high priest, our who. Hebrews 9, verses 11 through 14 says that when Christ appeared as a high priest of good things that have come, we just looked at that, then through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is not of this creation, he entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. For the blood of goats and bulls, the sprinkling of defiled persons with the ashes of a heifer, if that sanctified for the purification of flesh, if that had some measure of power, how much more would the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself for that blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Come on, this is our what? Jesus, our sacrificial lamb. Who gives us confidence? Jesus, our high priest. What gives me confidence? That he was also my sacrifice. He stood in the gap. Eternal redemption. It says that, that he secured an eternal redemption for me. There's, there's weight, there's permanence to this offering. The offerings before they would purify for, for the flesh, they had some kind of outward power to, 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 to kind of clean me out for, for, for half a second. But, but this, this, this single offering that Christ gave, he cleaned me within. Man, I'm purified on the inside. He's purified my conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Who? Jesus, our great High priest. What? Jesus, our sacrificial lamb. Hebrews 10. Let's go to Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10, 19. This is how we enter in with confidence. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places, Jesus entered in for us, and now all of a sudden this makes an impact on our life. Since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. This is how we enter in. Jesus has paved the way. We have a great high priest, we have a sacrificial lamb, and we have blood which paves a way for us to have confidence. And this is amazing. I'm so grateful for it. But as it stands, this is also definitional. Um, this is great for me just to share with you, but we, we, we need to apply the blood. When they were leaving Israel, excuse me, when the Israelites were leaving Egypt, God told them to apply the blood on the doorpost. There was, there was something that they got to partner in. They said, okay, we're going to apply the blood over the doorpost. And, and there's a way that we can apply all these truths in our life. And I don't know if you've ever walked into a service and, like, maybe, maybe today, maybe you walked into the service today, and you start to pull out receipts, and you're like, well, God, I really hope that you meet me today. I know you're going to meet some people today, but, I mean, I'm three for four, or three out of seven, excuse me, on my quiet times this week. I haven't been in morning prayer in three weeks. I'm trying my best with one-on-ones and discipleship, but... I mean, if you would just come through, man, I just, I would love, I just, I, I really, I really would hope to, 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 to see you today, but uh, yeah, your will be done, and, 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 and yeah, you know, not my will, but yours, and uh, thank you, Lord, uh, and we enter in sheepishly in his presence. I don't know if that's anyone in the room. It's definitely been me. Those moments that Anthony's talking about, those are the moments where you you start pulling out. You say, God, where is the hidden sin? And, And you start trying to think of like, man, is there something that I didn't confess? Did I not repent enough? Like, what's going on? Friends, these are the moments in which having Scripture hidden in our hearts. I show up to a service and I start feeling, I don't know if this is my day, man. I don't know. I start to say, God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that the former priests, there are many in number, but they were prevented by death from continuing office, but you remain forever. Thank you, God, that what you did for me, God, there's a permanence to it. Thank you, God, that your blood, Lord, it's washed me clean. I was clean three weeks ago. I'm clean today, baby. I will be clean three weeks from now. I'll be clean forever. Thank you, God, that you have made a way, a new and living way for me to enter in. And today, I ask that you would sprinkle my heart clean, God, that I'd feel your touch again, God, that I'd feel your blood. I'm coming in, baby. There are days that I feel low. There are days that I don't feel like I got everything together. But this is where having scripture, these definitions impress on your heart that you can go to Psalm 103 and you say, bless the Lord, O my soul. I'm not feeling it today, but we will bless his holy name. I won't forget his benefits. I thank you, God, that you've healed my iniquity. You've cleansed my, you've healed me of my disease. You've redeemed my life, God. You have crowned me with steadfast goodness and, and mercy. You've renewed my youth. These are the moments in which we draw near to these things and we enter in. Boom, with confidence. I'm not waiting to feel goosebump. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. I got something to give. It's Thanksgiving, it's offering. It's it's an offering of Thanksgiving. David says, Man, I love this. I was reading this yesterday with Rebecca, my one-year-old. David says, I think it's Psalm 141, he says, Let my prayer be regarded as incense. My lifting of my hands is the evening sacrifice. Oh, baby, I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting. Here, Here I come with incense. Thank you, God, for what you've done. You're a great high priest. You're my sacrificial lamb. You're the blood by which I come in. Amen? Come on. Man, there are times that as a freshman, I remember um, the Lord in his grace, in his absolute grace. I grew up in a Christian home. But I gave my life to Jesus as a senior, and I would go to church twice on Sundays. I just, I loved the Lord. I just fell in love with him. He he, he just was changing my life. So I'd go with my parents, then I'd go with a friend later. And, man, he would meet me every Sunday. Goosebumps, chills, I'd cry. This is amazing. And then I came here to Virginia Tech, and, and, and that started to subside. And I remember telling Anthony, I, like, I was like, I don't know what's going on. Maybe I need to transfer. Like, what if I transfer out? Like, what if I go somewhere else? At one point at Fall Retreat, October of my freshman year, I go to my small group leader, and I was like, look, in Fairfax, I experienced the Lord. Maybe I need to go to George Mason. Like, maybe that's what God's saying. Maybe I need to go somewhere geographic. Like, what if, what if the omnipresent God, all of a sudden, he, he's calling me to go somewhere else. I don't know why, you know? And, and I start to have this internal like anxiety rise up of like what's wrong with me why am I not feeling God and over time the goodness of God started to say what if you um what if you read your bible instead I was like that's crazy I mean (laughs) yeah we could try that too after fall retreat my freshman year I bought a I, I bought a study bible, I bought a notebook. I said, "Man, if I can study for academic exams, surely I can I can study I can study the word. If I can memorize random facts the mitochondria is the is the is the power of the cell, you know. <laughs> yeah, if I can memorize these random little things from the second, third grade, you know, these surely that can memorize the word of God. Surely. Man, and this has been an anchor in my life. Having these definitions these markers have given me confidence. On the day that I show up and I feel low, I say, God, I just thank you that you are bigger. First John chapter 3, it says, even when our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts. Thank you, Lord. God, I just thank you for your truth. This summer I was at a, at a conference, um, and man, it was just an amazing conference. It's, it's a one-day conference, and everyone's getting just touched. This is in Dallas. Um, and we had just moved. We're probably two weeks in, and uh, man, everyone's just getting touched. And you just look around the room, and there's this great hunger, and everyone's going crazy. And dude, I've been in a swirl the last I don't know six weeks. I had to move out of my house, drive down, move in a new apartment, kind of trying to get settled in. And I show up to the service, and it's 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 what I I felt on other days. Lord I don't know man I just I've been out of it I would love a touch from you I don't but I don't know if I necessarily merit it you know I start kind of I'm pulling the receipts and these are the these are these moments in which I feel the Lord he just reminded me of this and all of a sudden there was this boldness this audacity came over me and I just said oh God I just thank you for what you've done and here I am this morning and God I ask you I ask you Where's the spot? God, where's the wrinkle? Where, where's the blemish? God, I just thank you that you've made me clean and that today I get to enter in. Man, there's nothing, there's nothing that's gonna hold me back from you today. I just thank you, God, that, that I can boast before the Lord of hosts, that I can stand before him and I can say, examine me. In the old, they, the unclean would present themselves before the priest when they were made clean. And today, Lord, I present myself before the high priest and I say, oh, I'm clean, baby. I'm clean. Thank you, God, and I'm coming in. And I just, I want to I speak this over you. For those who are struggling with addictions to pornography, addictions to sexual sin, just these cycles where you say, man, I don't feel clean. I show up to these services. I know what I did two nights ago. Man, this is where this truth comes in, where you begin to partner with truth. And when the temptation rises, you say, man, I'm not going anywhere else. God said I'm clean. I'm not going anywhere else. The lie that I haven't changed, I break that off. Man, I've heard too many guys tell me, yeah, man, I'm still struggling with this. I'm trying to, uh, and there's this, there's this, uh, this double, and, and, and I've, I've been there, but this double-minded, I don't know, bro. I just, and I feel like one of the greatest lies the enemy has, it, it, the Bible says, if any man's in Christ, he's a new creation. All has gone, new has come. And he'll come and he'll say, nah, you never changed. You've never been made clean. And we, and we believe it. And we try to find a, a righteousness on our own. Friends, I just want to give you today permission to have confidence to enter. When you feel a thing rise up, you say, God, I'm coming in. I don't care how I feel. Come on. Today, if this is a new truth for you, if you're like, man, this is, this is crazy, I, I just I, I want to encourage you, this is, this is the Bible. This is, this is the scandal of grace. And if you have never felt clean, I want to pray for you. I want our staff team to pray for you. I, 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 Seriously, I don't want anyone to walk out of here without getting prayer. If you have never felt clean, I want to pray for you. Come on. If you have been walking with Jesus and you just need a reminder, man, there's a, a I call it a cheat code into, into pff, bypassing all of my emotions. And it's uh, Bob Sorge, he, he said this, he says, whenever I feel low, I say, Jesus sprinkle my heart clean, when they would purify the, the utensils of service in the Old Testament, they would sprinkle blood on the altar, sprinkle blood on the utensils, they would clean them, purify them. God, I just need a reminder today. God, remind me what your blood, oh, it feels like, it tastes, it's, it smells like freedom. It feels like, like, like a cleansing flow. God, I just thank you for that. And, and maybe, maybe there's some in this room that just need to be reminded. You know, you know this to be a truth, but you've kind of deviated from it. I want to give an opportunity for you guys, for you guys to receive prayer as well. I, I, want to, I want to contend with you guys. I love that David last night talked about values and that the reorienting of values, it, it shifts your life, how you think, what your heart pursues. It shifts your life, how you, how you view the finished work of the cross. It'll shift your life. so as these guys as these guys take off um i just want to create a place up here man just don't don't wait let's let's respond god we just thank you i'm just gonna start praying and as you guys come up man we're just gonna pray for you guys god we thank you for what you've done lord and god we don't want just a moment to hear your word and to think man this is so neat and this sounds so great and i'm so excited about this someone else God I just pray that today it would be truth for for me God truth for 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 us in this room God as brothers and sisters God that we would we would contend God for all that you've done God all that you've had for us Lord I just thank you I thank you Lord that you're the guarantee of a better covenant you're the high priest after the order of Melchizedek your covenant, God, it's it's better. It's enacted on better promises, Lord. And we thank you, God, that there can be just freedom today. Freedom from old thinking. God, freedom from, from condemnation. God, freedom from shame. God, freedom from anxiety. God, thank you that you can liberate a mind and a heart, God. To run after you, God, all the days of our lives, God. Thank you, God, for your benefits. Thank you, God, that you forgive iniquity. God, you heal disease. Thank you, God, that you redeem. So, God, we say that today, Lord, we ask for a touch, God. God, I ask that you would come and that you would touch. you God that when you came as a high priest of the good things you didn't enter with someone else's blood God you enter with your own you secured an eternal redemption thank you God that you secure for eternity you purify conscience Lord I just pray that where there's been condemnation over habitual sin Lord God that today there be a pronouncement God a better word Lord spoken over these hearts. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for tuning in to the Ignite Sessions podcast. To learn more about Virginia Tech Chi Alpha, please follow us
1: on Instagram and Facebook. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it using the hashtag TheIgniteSessions.